Hey guys, it's your girl Bean, and welcome to your favorite late night session with your one and only girl Bean. Today we're chilling with the amazing, the wonderful, the multi-talented Gilmore T. And yeah, I mean, guys, Gilmore is everything. Gilmore is a TV host slash columnist slash content producer slash fashion facilitator slash PR <laughs> slash radio host. I was gonna say social butterfly, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that term. Gross, mm, a lot. <laughs> I'm not a social butterfly. L- listen, hi, my name is Gilmore T. I'm a, I work to, in the creative space. The and I am, I'm ready to work. That's how I introduce myself because I'm involved in so many things. So I don't want to mm. have like a term that describes what I do because I do whatever that I'm gifted with and whatever that I have a, I have a passion for, I, I do it. By- Mm, and I was saying, when I googled you, it said that you're a socialite. I mean, I don't know what a socialite is, but based on the dis- uh, description or definition that I have in my head, I don't think you're a socialite. What is a socialite, actually? Do you, do you think you're a socialite? I, I don't know either. <laughs> you know, it's mm. funny because... Every time I receive, like, you know, when journalists write an article and then they say, you know, yeah. the social or whatever, and they send me the link and they're hoping that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share on, on my social media platforms. I never share. I always get back yeah. to them and say, can you kindly fix that term on your um, online uh, link, I mean, articles, because obviously the publication is mm. out already. So I feel like a socialite is someone who's literally like attending every social event. I don't do that. You will see me in an event, either I'm working at that event, either I'm curating that event, mm. or either I am I strongly believe You're not in just the idea there to that show face being and showcased at the event, or I'm yeah. supporting a friend. That's the only thing. No, I used to, but not anymore. <laughs> just that you take so much of yourself because you want to live up to what society expects of you, and then you lose yourself along the way. So uh, because I am a leader in the creative industry in Zimbabwe and in Southern Africa, it doesn't mean that... Um, I should be everywhere else. Yeah. Uh, yeah but society expects you to be everywhere else because if you don't show sporting, if you're not, ah, yeah, it's a true. lot. Who or, yeah. or what would you say inspired yeah, you but I don't in the industry that. and, you know, in all your different corners of it? In the creative industry? Um, sure, who inspired? I don't even think it's anyone. I was, mm-hmm. you know, my, before I even got deeply involved in the creative industry, I used to work for a diplomatic organization. In my background, was a lot of development work and i was a cultural coordinator for this french organization and i was there for four years and i think i would say that's where my journey started because when i was working at that yeah. french organization i used to interact a lot with creatives because creatives would be wanting to go to france to paris and etc but i realized that in most cases creatives will come through they are extremely talented but they mm. didn't know how to put themselves together they didn't know the you know the professionalism the packaging the pr so i think that's where my journey started and then I left that organization, went to work for, in a, for a humanitarian organization in Senegal. And then when I came back to Zimbabwe in 2014, 15, I, I made a decision that, you know what, with my development background, with my NGO background, I am going to work within the creative space because um, I want to build a gap between the creatives and the diplomatic space yeah. and the corporate and the ET because I have a experience in that space. I've worked in it for five years or seven years. Um, now I want to help because I love the creative, so mm. I want to help to build the bridge. So I would say I was inspired by what was lacking. So I look at a situation, I'm like, ah, I don't like this. That's that's, yeah. that's what inspires me most of the time. And how long have so you no been So no person. 
the in the industry being a creative sure i think being a creative <laughs> can i be and i'm going to sound like those kids you know those kids that you see on american tv i think i've been at it since i was 11 years old because when i was in grade 6 um i did a painting at my primary school and then that painting was selected from the whole school to go represent uh my school uh, and yes. funny enough my office is at the national gallery in bulawayo um that's the place i went to and that's where my painting was showcased and that i i remember going there and i was fascinated by the painting it's a, it's been a decade now goodness i started in 2009 yo you've been 11 years now of working in the creative industry i've been no 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 you're fine why getting better someone. with time getting better with time <laughs> Yes. Uh you, you you mentioned earlier on that you you're a global yeah, citizen. Am, What does it mean to you to be a global citizen? A global citizen is basically I strongly believe that living in a space obviously there's borders which is why we need to use our passports when we're traveling to different countries. But I believe that the technology and you know our 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 dreams our aspirations they connect us we all you can be from south africa you can be in germany you can be mm. in zimbabwe you can be in 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 congo but you find that we all share some sort of like a dream uh to, for a better world meaning that we are all li- living in a village but for me i call myself a global citizen because for me to be who i am today is yeah. not only inspiration from bulawayo or i wasn't brought up by bulawayo pena I was brought up by so many other people when I go to Germany and go to Senegal when I go to the UK to the USA to the Netherlands so I've gotten the opportunity to see different spaces and I've realized that we are all the same and all those different spaces have contributed to who I am today so um mm. that's why I'm like I'm a global citizen because I I believe the globe is a village and I've seen it because of the travels that I've done I see yeah. that we're all the same we're all yet for the same nice, thing nice great stuff and and uh the spaces that you've been in are just amazing forbes 30 under yeah. 30 alumni mandela washington fellow yay yes yes <laughs> yes yes yeah so, um how how was that <laughs> Thank how you. was it being selected and Thank what does you. that mean to you and how was the journey to get there um i i think with every recognition that i've gotten like the mandela fellowship the global mm. change maker uh, the forbes 30 under 30 i think i always say my journey started when i started working in the creative industry 11 years back when i said you know what i'm deciding to 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 work in the creative industry that's when my journey started so um everything else that i attain along the way for me are just an acknowledgement of the hard work really caught up in the fact that oh my gosh i'm on forbes 30 and boom boom <laughs> I look at it and I'm like okay it's a recognition I appreciate it I embrace it but it's not my final goal that's not where I'm going this is my journey so I'm passing by it's almost like when you're going to work you pass through you when you're driving by you pass a bus stop you pass a shop yes. bus whatever mm-hmm. for me the, all those achievements are literally along my journey but that's not my final destination hence it has helped me not to put it in my head to say oh I'm on Forbes 30 under 30 the whole of Africa I'm like okay cool that's a good recognition I really appreciate and I embrace it yeah. but uh it just shows me that I'm going the right way uh but it also indicates that I have in the right way I want to go to I feel like every individual that I've met along my path along my journey they've all contributed to get to where I am so me being recognized as a Mandela Washington fellow at Forbes 30 under 30 for me it's just a it's like a nod to say listen you're not really far away from where you're going but keep it moving 
don't get stuck in it and because a lot of people especially yes. a lot of young people get caught up in the awards and all these things that they actually forget that they have a purpose it's doing and, the right thing uh, mm. you know a vision that they're supposed to go and reach okay. yeah yeah that's true so let's talk about your trip because gilmore yay that trip is forever <laughs> First of all, I have no idea what a fashion facilitator is. What is a fashion facilitator okay. and what do you do? Okay, so this is... Hey, it's a, it's a story. Mm. So this is me. Anything that I'm good at, I'm good at so many things. And at some of the things, you, you haven't yet discovered them. So like, I feel like God gave us blessings for, for them to work for us. You know what I mean? So if you like singing, you better make that money. If you like talking, do that podcast. If you like doing this, do those things. So for me, there's so many things that I'm good at and that I do. But the things like every time I, I, I make a decision that I'm going to do this, like when I made a decision that I want to start writing, I always make sure that when I get back into writing, I want to do it mm. on a higher level. So the moment I went back into writing, the first gig I, I landed was a columnist for the Standard newspaper in Zimbabwe. And then a yeah. few years later, boom, I'm writing for GQ magazine, Africa and Glamour magazine. So um, yeah. I always want to do it on a higher level. So with fashion also, I have a very strong interest in the media space, in film and fashion. So with the fashion, I'm not a designer, but what I do is that I, I'm good at networking. Mm. So I've built a strong network with different platforms across the globe, like in Ghana, in Nigeria, in South Africa, in the US. So what I simply do is because I have those networks, I know in many cases when an opportunity oh, comes, in this, uh, I yes. get an email from mm. Nigeria saying, oh, we need a Zimbabwean uh, designer. I then help scout for the Zimbabwean designer because I've done some works with Edgar Stores. So I know this thing of quality control, all these things. So then I then scout for a Zimbabwean designer that I I, I then present to these guys and then that designer gets to be a part yeah, of the plug. Um, whatever that's <laughs> happening in Nigeria. So basically, I'm a facilitator. Yes. I am the one who's like a middleman. I'm the one who has the connections. Mm. So I, I'm the plug. I, basically, I'm the godfather. Uh, but I don't design, but I know people that mm. design that I know are good, I facilitate them. Because if Marilyn, mm. I'm a designer, nobody's going to listen to them. But if I go and I speak, some people listen to me because I've built a relationship with these people. So that's what I do with the fashion industry. I see, I see. Uh, great stuff. So while we're still on the drip topic, uh, let's talk about Pichani. Let's talk about Pichani. For yeah. those of you who live under a rock and don't know what Pichani is, it's a beautiful, you know, lovely pan-African <laughs> fashion and lifestyle platform that Gilmore has and yeah spill some beans for us about Pichani yeah Pichani so you know the Pichani first of all the name Pichani is a Swahili, Swahili word for gathering okay so hence we it's, it's like the gathering so it's a fashion and lifestyle gathering that's what the Pichani is about right you have already said that so um for many years I think the last time I used to produce a lot of fashion shows and the last time I produced mm. a fashion show was 2016, mm. and that fashion show that I produced won the best uh, produced. Uh, I won the award for best producer in Zimbabwe. Um, but then if I got to a point where I was like, you know, I'm doing fashion shows. We sell out, we get yeah. a lot of coverage, we're all over newspapers, everything is popping and etc. But what's the sustainability to it? And then I couldn't get that answer. Then I stopped doing fashion shows in 2016. Then I, I started doing a lot of attending different platforms. South Africa, South African Men's Wear Fashion Week, South Africa Fashion Week, Devon Fashion Fair, Ghana Fashion Week, ETC, mm. going to these different places, attending them. And my attending was not because I want to look fancy on social media, but I was attending because I wanted to learn 
how other people are doing the fashion shows. I realized that yeah. we are just do, in Zimbabwe, we're doing a lot of showcase, but we're actually not doing anything in terms of creating sustainability, selling products. So then I came back, I was like, you know what? I want to, um, I will start a platform that does, uh, so in, only introduced Pichani last year. So Pichani is also just a platform for people to have business in terms of in the fashion space. But first of all, um, to also be the challenge that I face, especially when I'm first sitting for Zimbabwean designers to showcase outside, is we struggle yeah. to get good Zimbabwean mm. designers because most of the designers are like copy and paste. So it's like they get a glamour magazine and they copy what's in glamour. They get a GQ and copy what's in there. Um, so I realized that what, what makes South African designers because they have an identity. Why we like like mm. to my closer because he's talking about the closer people and he's doing it in a very stylish way in his clothes, in his socks, in his whatever. So the Pichani is a skills exchange platform, which is number one where we're going to have mm. designers getting exposed to the different cultures in, and, and in Zimbabwe, the Chewas, the Ndawas, the Ndemeles, the Shonas, uh, the Kosas, and then they get inspiration from that so that when they're creating stuff, they're creating things that have substance. Yeah. So it's skills exchange. We're building the gap between the older generation that has more information and the younger generation that think they know it all. Secondly, the Pichani is a business platform. People make, we're, yeah. we're going to have our online platform and we're going to be doing pop-ups where people can sell their products. Even when people are coming to the Pichani like this year, I think Zimbabwe mm, designers were complaining, mm, saying, oh my business. gosh, we're so overwhelmed because Pichani people want their outfits. That is my purpose, and that's it. Business. The last thing is to showcase. As much as you have learned and you have designed your clothes and you're making money, people need to see your things so they can purchase what you're all about. And another thing, Gilmo, you do such amazing work. Like when Zoom 7 is almost here with MTV Sugar. I must say, you are within already. Sugar is the best educational show I've ever seen in my time, personally. Followed by Soul Buddies, yes. which was. <laughs> yes, 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 big. It's amazing. Uh, but yeah, I must just say, yeah. Oh, we so we really love, I one. personally really love your work on Sugar and, yeah. you know, just addressing these societal issues and, you know, issues they youth. On behalf of Umparati, I just want to say thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, thank mm. you. No, thank you. I mean, and I'm always so grateful because this year when MTV Sugar was showcasing uh, at the different um, cinemas in Zimbabwe and the different universities, so many people turned up. And for me, that's a beautiful thing. People from very different backgrounds were there attending because they enjoy the show. Even when the cast members came down, they loved mm. the members were blown out. <laughs> now they're like, we need to come back they to They were Zimbra. so happy because... We never expected it. <laughs> They never expected it. They were never ready. So, no, they were just like, oh my gosh, it's a vibe. And I'm like, great. So for me, it's MTV Sugar. It's anything that creates sustainability. Uh, you know, I am, I, 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 I jump on it. Even if it's not me who's doing it, if someone that I know is doing it, I'm yes. there to support it. MTV is about passing on information. We're talking about societal issues that are affecting young people, how young people are being exposed to HIV and AIDS in different forms, and we're bringing it in a very entertaining way. That for me is something that is that I, I value and I think is creating sustainability. So I'm it always is, excited when Zimbabwe I, I don't know how many times I've rewatched and rewatched and rewatched Sugar I think it's amazing. Like, it's so, so informative and in a relatable way, you know? Right? It is. And how has working on such a project impacted you as a person? Uh, you know, MTV Sugar was very, it's such, it's personal to me because issues of, especially HIV mm. and AIDS, I've had so many personal situations where I've lost someone very close to me to HIV and AIDS. And um, 
and you know even though you are not the infected one it has affected me in so many ways yeah. and i look at it and i'm like for me it was a very personal decision that i made and it's actually this is the first time i'm even talking about it in terms of personal journey of it so i took it because i've had very close beloveds mm. that we have passed on from age even eight and um people that i wish i had known longer but i knew them when i was younger but they've passed on and i realized that you know what there's need for me maybe uh why this me, which is a bad thing is because i need to do something about it later on so i didn't realize it's going to take me so many so many years for me to see a platform that allows me to share that knowledge and for me to engage in it and to help you know mm. share information and inter- i mean educate people on the different ways that people are contracting hiv and aids um so when when the opportunity came i realized it was speaking to me because True. i really True. felt i no, needed to do something about issues societal issues but mainly hiv and aids yeah mm. so it's been like a very personal thing for me no i see like no really thank you because the issues that you touch on the the societal problems that you tackle things that are happening but no one wants to talk about them you know well, well my sex education and you know contraception yeah. and all these things yes I see to talk about the yeah. youth is covered thanks to you yeah. mm. <laughs> So, sorted. Hi, <laughs> so okay now it's now i'm sorted. gonna ask for, for, for advice <laughs> from you you having been in this industry for a decade plus uh when yeah. dealing with people especially like interviewing people and so on there's a spectrum of fandom that moves mm. from totally sincere and nostalgic to fandom that now lacks critical and critical eye in them which is just recklessly devotional kind of vibes when so yeah, you being yeah. the genius the guru that you are in all your facets of the industry i'm sure you've yeah. also done some work where you're also low-key a fan yana kind of <laughs> mm-hmm. um so how did you manage to keep that balance you know yes what's, yes. what's your attitude towards creative direction and content that intersects or centers or stems from fandom how do you now balance would you know mm. yeah yeah to talk to someone who i'm looking at i'm like oh my gosh go see my goodness oh my gosh um <laughs> i i mm. do a lot of role playing when i get to do some work especially when it has to do with interview where i take myself out of the situation and i put myself as someone else i'm still gilmore but i sort of like give myself a name and then the moment i take out gilmore from yeah. that situation I'm going to be very transparent and very critical in terms of the way I have a conversation with this person. Um because I think the moment you allow fandom to also, you know, to to be a part of your interviews and things that you're doing, you lose the important thing because you need to realize that you as someone who's interviewing this interview yes. with you are an instrument. You are literally a channel to uh for other people that have no access to this person. So take mm. yourself out of that situation. Think of Mary who is in a Cape Town who loves Ngosi so much and then think of what Mary mm. asking Ngosi think of what Mary would want to you know to l- know or learn so i always take myself out of that space and i'm a child when i approach it because i approach things as a child a child asks questions like why is the sun orange why is the trees green so i take myself into that situation as a child and i always think of people that could be there that yeah. are not there and that i'm representing the moment i think of that i know i'm going to ask 
stuff and I'm going to be very critical. I'm going to be very open about the way I conduct my I've always conversation wanted to know that. What I really appreciate is also you are a vessel. Mm. So right now you are acting as a channel yes. between this person that you're talking to and those other many people that want to hear what this person has to say. And I think it's mm. we need more people like you. We need more people like you that allow themselves to be used. Uh, by God as vessels to transmit information yes. from one end to the other. That's what you're doing. You're like a telephone, literally. I'm the con- I'm you're the not even the telephone. You I'm are the, the cable that connects the telephone to the next thing. <laughs> you are the connector, man. You are the plug. Yes. Yeah. Mm. You see? I am really wrong. So I... That's that, <laughs> So I'm going to go into something a bit deeper. I, uh, I know. I mean, like, <laughs> this year there have been a lot of uncomfortable conversations being had you know we are of trying course. to unlearn generational what was and you know change narrative in so many things so we've heard quite a number of times about toxic masculinity yeah. and healthy masculinity but what does the mm. term conscious masculinity say to you what does it mean to you yeah yeah i i think it's it, for me when you say it already it's like I know that you're, I know that I'm masculine. I know that I'm a man, but uh, I need to be uh, very much aware mm. of what that term being a man, being masculine means in society. But also, so I need to be aware of it, but I also need to be aware of what the opposite means when you're a man. So for me, it's just basically understanding, knowing and acknowledging that you're a man and you're masculine, but at the same time, should not dis- deprive yourself from uh, feeling some type of way you should not also use that to undermine or deprive other people from being themselves because you are a man and you're masculine so it's it's being aware it's knowing that you're a man and you're masculine but being aware of mm. the effects that it has to the next yes. person and yes. also not allowing I, no, it that makes to sense. affect how you feel and how you do things it makes sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah we are also trying to challenge yeah. you know gender-based violence and victim blaming rape culture what might some of the barriers be that men yeah. face when trying to challenge um, mm. rape culture, sexist behavior in their circles? I, th- I think I was, you know what's funny? I was having a conversation with someone about gender-based violence. And they were also talking about women in, uh, equality and girl, child, etc. And then I said the biggest challenge that we, the biggest problem that we're doing as a community and as a society is that every time we have conversations that have to talk about gender-based violence, mm. every time we have topics that have to talk about equality, uh, we exclude the men in the equation. So you have a conference like women, women delivery, no offense, um, but it's only like women there. But I'm like, okay, what point? Are we? What point is yeah. there if you are going to stand in front of the mirror and you are screaming in the mirror instead of going and telling the person that who has wronged you? So in the in the situation is we are having these gatherings that are only talking about girl child about equality and these gatherings are not inclusive. So while we are have, we are achieving the goal of having the gathering, we're, we're trying to find a, a solution, but we're excluding the people that we are trying to say, oh, we're trying to be inclusive and be yeah, create equality. Yeah, we're excluding. Like bring them in. Let's let's. That needs to know. That needs to be part of the solution. Like, let's ask them why they so, do the things oh, they do. Their corner. Yes, yes, I get what you mean. Bring them into the conversation. Bring them into the conversation. Let them sit in and let them be a part of the solutions. And yes. also bring why yes. is it that there is so much gender-based violence. And gender-based violence is not only towards women, it's also towards men. So 
these things has to be inclusive. So we're I think the that's the big that's yes. the biggest problem we are facing. That when we're doing these things, we're excluding the people that are supposed to be part of the solution. We're only involving the victims, but those the perpetrators and the people that are, are leading to these issues, they are not there. So mm. how do they know how this is affecting you? How do this they is know actually the first time someone is speaking in this so direction. Our approach is like like it's the truth no like it's the truth like if if we want to if we want to get to the bottom of this let's ask the people that are doing it how come why yeah why are you doing it how come what can be done let's find (laughs) solutions together because when i can just so i can come in wherever you and then when you go and instead of coming and screaming your name, you stand in front of me, you go and look at yourself in the mirror and start going, hee, 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 for one hour. What have you done? Because as far as you're concerned, you don't know what to do. Exactly. It's the best thing. Or you feel like, okay. And that's the thing if you go and cry in the mirror. Yeah, no, I get it. Exactly. Hmm. So let's involve the people that are the result to that. Let's involve them. Let them know how you feel, why it's bad, and how they can be a part of the solution. Let's, uh, we'd rather, like, if, if I straight women's conference, I'm like, girls, or we're having a men's conference, I'm like, guys, you are talking about issues. Yeah. The other yeah. gender is the one yeah, that is that also bringing change. problems to this. So why are you not That needs them? to change. And what are you planning on, on doing you know for I mean? the 16 days of activism this year? That needs to change. Uh, there's an organization mm. that approached me to be a part of um, their yeah. campaign. I'm still waiting for the details because I, I want to know the details. <laughs> but I, as a person, yeah. coming from a home where uh, I lost a father when I was three years old and I was raised by a mom. My mom is a king to me when I look at it. My mom is a king. Um, and I, I was raised by my aunts. I was raised by my grandmother. Mm. I was raised amongst my, my, my sister. I have one sister and my cousins. Um, for me, I have so much high level of respect towards women. I always say to my friends, if I go into a space where men is going to challenge me, trust me, they will be on each other's mm. throats. But then if I go into a space where a woman is challenging me, a woman is challenging me, I, t- I yes. tend to take a, a step back because I have high level of respect for women because I was raised by a woman and that woman is a king to me. So, um everything that has to disturb my king my queen which is my mother's peace and anyone else who looks at them at my mother and see themselves i need to be a part of it so uh, even if i don't get to do some work with this organization on my personal capacity mm. i think i'm gonna have to i'm gonna go through a 16 days of sharing information i'm gonna de- go yes. through a 16 days of even profiling women that are making are bringing change in society in different fields because i do have the platform i do have people that listen to what i say so why not use our platform to profile these women and uh, raise the importance of let's not deprive other people and other human beings from being themselves. Let's stop violence. Let's stop killing um, uh, women. Because if you yes. educate one yes. woman, they will raise a whole village, like how my mother raised me and my siblings as a woman. So for me, it's, it's again, it goes mm. back. It's a very personal experience. And awesome. I, I, I'm going to use my platform. And I'm not going to work with this one other. I know, yeah. not even. <laughs> You're preaching, like yes, a pastor, right? yes, but <laughs> not like a pastor. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that rhyme. Of course, of course, of course, no. But pastor anyway, <laughs> imagine. 
a whole pasta. Imagine. Uh, and another question that I had, who is God to you and, and what is spirituality to you? What does it mean to you? How important is it in your life? Mm-hmm. You know, like we need like a whole episode for this. Um, for me, um, wow, I'm such a very, I'm such a spiritual person. It's crazy. Um, when you're operating within the creative industry or in the entertainment space, I think there's this yeah. thing of shying away from your spirituality, from your God. But for me, I'm such a spiritual. Even the projects that I do, even the projects I take up, I pray about them. You know what I mean? Like if someone comes and presents something, mm. I meditate about it. If it doesn't connect with my spirit and my purpose, I don't engage in it. I let it go. And people don't understand sometimes. Because I'm such a spiritual person, I'm even aware of the spaces I go into, of the things that mm. I engage myself in. And it's funny when you sent me, not that I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you, but I, when you sent me a message and I was going through your, your questions, my spirit connected and I realized I needed to be involved in this conversation. And I feel good about it. I feel, there's, I, I feel like mm. um, I've gone through so much and I feel like my cup is full and there's something that I need to share. I need to point to other people's cups. And I felt like your platform was that when you sent me a message. So for me, God is love, God is spirit, God is in us, and we are God because we, we are his yes, children. Yes. Automatically, we become him. It's almost like a, a, a son of a king is a prince. A daughter of a queen is a princess. We are of royalty. So God yes. is love, God that's is spirit, powerful. God that's... is in us, God is with that's us, also and the we truth. are God. Yeah, that's the truth. But even for me, when I'm working on that, like I'm saying, it's funny, I can think, it's like, mm. Pichani, I'm going to tell you something. When I thought of the Pichani first time, last year when we did it, I went and I prayed about it for a day. And funny enough, in the morning, I woke up and I, I literally, you know, it's almost like God comes, that's how I'm connecting my spirit. God will come and say, okay, this mm. person is going to produ- provide you with PA system. This one is going to do it your food. It comes to you like free. ideas. This one is going to do that. Can't and trust me, when I went to those people, they did exactly that. So mm. I realized because I connected, it's like they'll be waiting for you. They don't know who they're waiting for, but they are, they, they're anticipating something. Mm. And when you get there and say, hi, I want you to sponsor food for 60 people. They're like, yeah, okay, cool. That's not a problem. Yes. It's like they've been waiting for you. So it shows that because you are connected to a, a, a higher power, and that higher power makes everything around you work for you. Mm. And for me, I always feel like creatives need to connect spiritually. They need to have a very strong spirit. You need to have that filter, you know. Need let your spirit filter for you, you know. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Discernment, yes. So that's that. So that's my spirituality, and I'm I'm connect guy. I like, don't play games. For me, even when it's a small thing that looks small, I always strongly believe that everything that comes my way um, is meant to pass my way. Yes. But I need to ask god if it's meant for me or it's not for me so uh, even if it looks like it's not it's too big or it looks like it's too small that's why i'm not faced by a lot of things even if they are big platforms mm, i mm, i embrace mm. them because i know they belong to me they would not come to me if they didn't belong to me so i i, I was <laughs> like oh you're, an, oh you're on the mtv uh africa music awards platform i'm like yeah that's cool i embrace it i embrace the moment yes. it's not my destination it's another step so I, I pray up each day when it's not mine, it's God. Yeah. Gimo, you're dabbling in so much. You have your finger Amen, in every pie. <laughs> you have your finger in every pie. And you make it seem so easy. <laughs> How do you maintain or yes. rather ensure a balanced life? You know, some you time, oh, Nyana, some family time, some time with your friends. Sure. Today, I actually went for my me time. I had to go for a one-hour massage, like a deep tissue massage, because I was tired. 
So the thing is, like I mentioned right in the beginning, that um, I think a lot mm. of people, yeah, a lot of things that I'm very good at is going to start unfolding as time goes by because I take time to study things. I take time to study dance. I don't dance, but when I watch a dance routine, I'll be like, yeah. this is not well done. This is well done because I take time to study certain things. I get interested in certain things. So, um, for example, uh, why I have so many fingers and so many things is because I'm those things I'm, I've, I'm good at and I know when I do them, I do them very well. Um, so I feel like they always come into a season. There's a season where I'm very much strongly in media and I'm on TV and radio. When I do that, mm. I make sure I do it to the higher level that when people would watch, they're like, yo, that TV production was amazing. When I'm writing, I make sure I go on a higher level where someone's like, oh, he's writing for GQ magazine and for Glamour magazine. That is next level. Uh, when I'm going to go into, let's say, into um grooming fashion designers i always make sure that those designers live out there and when they go to the world they're the most outstanding so for me anything that i'm good at anything that god has blessed me with i make time for it because yeah, he would never you give don't me just, you don't just sit to, on your gifts to, and to, bury to, them to, to use or he doesn't want me to to allow to manifest no no i know that one day we're hmm. all gonna pass on but i want to pass on where i'm like damn I did everything that I was good at. So there, there's more stuff that you need to see, but everything that I'm good at, mm. you see me doing. And if you see me doing something, it means I have a strong interest in yeah. it and I have very, I'm very good at it. I never engage myself in things that I, I don't know about and I'm not good at. So I make time for it. If I, I like it and you I enjoy it, and if it's one of my purposes, it's one of the things that I'm supposed to do on this earth, I make time for it. But I always try to block because my friends will tell you that I can go for three days without responding to messages. Mm. Usually when it's those days, I'm making time for my family. I'm making time for my personal relationships. Um, making time for myself because I think we tend to, when we're, we're, yes. we're in relationships or we're with family, we tend to forget ourselves. I always make time for myself. I take myself out for dates. Like literally on Sundays, I take myself for peace and whatever. And people that I even go to when I'm going to eat, they even know that ah, he's coming by himself this one. Yeah. So I make time for all these things. I try to balance it. It's not easy. Yeah, it's definitely not easy. It's really not easy. But it's one of those things that are just a must because it balances Anyway, thank you so much for your time. We yeah. are done. But before us, Hamba. We're before done. Hamba. We are wrapping up the year 20. This was, this was dope. It was, it was. I had so much fun. I had so much fun. How would you describe this yeah. year and what have been your highlights for it's you and, and personally and in your career? This year was mm. a God's year. It's like God was doing whatever he wanted, he wanted to do. It's like also even for me when I look at the pandemic, it felt like we have been grinding and we thought we were machines as human beings. We kept working and working and working. And God says, I'm going to yes. put a pause. I want you guys to stop a little bit and look at the men in the mirror. And we had to deal with ourselves. We were forced mm. to face ourselves in the mirror. Like, look at yourself in the mirror and say, am I happy with this person? I thought this year was that. Um, and, you know, it's like, it's like everything just stopped functioning and mm. for me it's actually my first time spending more than six months in one place my very first time yeah, i've never spent so much time with my family like literally we've been together since march so for me it was that and but also secondly it was such a hurtful year because i lost one of my very mm. um literally my father my father passed when i was three years and i was raised by my grandfather who gives birth to my mother my deepest he passed on this year in yeah. july and um i was hurt i think i've never cried that much thank you thank you um 
but I'm so, I mean, I lost him. And then along the way, one of our friends, Calvin in the industry passing on, um, such a painful, painful thing. And it's like, like I'm saying, I felt like God was just doing whatever mm. I wanted to do. And he was just showing, God was sort of like showing that I'm God and you are human beings. Uh, I have control over certain things. We will never understand why certain people had to pass on the way they passed on. Mm. But um, it was a year of introspect. It was also a year of realizing that we don't have the power. We need to connect back to the source who gives us the mm. power. Because I think as human beings, we tend to think, oh, because I tend to overestimate ourselves. And we are given yeah, control, yeah, but at the end yeah, of the day, yeah, he's yeah, like, but we don't. the final say is mine, but I do we give you some leeway. Yes. You know what I mean? So it was that. And yeah. it's funny now, even when I hear someone is passed on, it's like I'm numb. I don't feel anything. I'm just like, oh, wow. Okay, another one. Um, but I think in that whole space, we're learning that we need to be still, very still. For me, I'm learning to be very still. Uh, it's been a year full of stillness. But mm. personally, mm. On, my, on my profession, I think this, is, this was my most flourishing year ever. The bag was it's crazy. <laughs> there was a pandemic, but this was the most flourishing year for me ever. Do you know, like every week, listen, every week is a phone call. We want you to do this because I've taken time to build an mm. understanding on how to maneuver around social media and also put it, build a social media following. So I didn't realize that all these years when we were doing that uh, in 20, 2020, it's going to be our advantage where corporates now want to be online and you are the person who seems to know how to maneuver around social media platforms ngos diplomatic spaces embassies um so for Yay. me this year was one of the most flourishing years ever. i even started building my, my house this year because i bought land some years back and then i started building my building i started doing this year. yes and everyone kept saying to me how are you building during a pandemic i'm just like god has been faithful to me guys you have no idea uh, so it's like at the same time while he's saying I'm going to put a still to the whole he's world been coming I'm gonna cut, and he's been it means been we, still have, for, we still have work to do yeah we're talking right now it's a corner guys yes. Yes. it's been but it's a corner it's been but it's a corner and we Selen, Selen Jong, why we're here our purpose we have a purpose everyone has a purpose and we have to make sure that we're saving within our purpose. The same way other people come to us and serve mm. and be of service to yes. us, we also that need to be of so service. True. This has been this has been nice, really. No, this has been so cool. But can I just say something before you say something? I just want to say thank you for using yourself as a vessel to pass on information from one end to another. Not so many people are selfless to allow themselves to be used to channel information and to channel inspiration and to channel messages. Because when you have a conversation with someone, they have a message for someone else. But sometimes you are the one who hears the message and you don't allow it to be heard by other people. But you have a platform that you have created that's allowing you to be used as a vessel uh, to transfer information, wisdom, um, education, inspiration, motivation, from the person that you talk to through yourself to the other people so thank you for allowing yourself no, it's my pleasure to be a vessel, and thank you for being selfless about it and thank you for allowing me to, to 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 use your platform to also share whatever i had because my cup was full and i and through your interview i felt like i poured this means a lot to me thank you so much and thank you also for coming here and sharing your story with us you know inspiring all the young people out there and you know 
telling us that our dreams are valid and Jay coming on here and sharing your personal milestones. You have really built the soft life for yourself. I wish you all the best in the feather in the feather building. (laughs) (laughs) I built it, ain't nobody got snakes. (laughs) Ain't no snakes here. I would and (laughs) she Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. That was the amazing Gilmore Tea. And I hope you guys enjoyed our little chat that we just had and were really inspired by his journey. I'm not leaving you guys empty-handed. I'm leaving you guys with the award-winning song of the year, Ama Lobolo by Ngoma Ngoma. Stay blessed, guys, and I hope you wrap up your November on a high note as you step into the festive season of December. Take care, stay safe. From your bean with the biggest love.
Thank you. 